0: Berkshire Football Stories is sponsored by Barks County Football Club. The swords are now ground sharing for the 2020 21 season at Binfield FC. If you're looking for your football fix in the area, check out Barks County's fixture list and head down to Hill Farm Lane this season to see local players striving for promotion. You can see all the latest fixtures, results, and much more at www.barkscountyfc.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to our Berkshire Football Chat podcast. Slightly different to our Berkshire Football Stories podcast because we're just having a chat. Um, we have on our panel today: we have Rob Davis, we have Abby Ticehurst, and a very special welcome to uh, FA Vars finalist chairman. Um, well, and that's not quite right, is it? The chairman of FA Vars finalist Spinfield, Bob Bacon. Hello, Bob. Hello. Good afternoon. How are you? Are you are you okay?
1: Uh, yeah, I'm sort of okay. I'm still probably hurting from the result that we had last Saturday afternoon, but I'll get over it in time.
0: Yeah, there's, there's been a there's been a great sort of outpouring of support for for the team for the club. Is that is that something you've been able to to kind of take on board, or are you still is it just all about the result?
1: No, I think the support has been has been brilliant. Uh, you saw some of the videos on social media of the coach going through the village. Yeah. Um, and the players were so made up about that and and I was in the village on monday and I went to one of the uh, to, to one of the cafes um, and they'd opened especially early and everybody was in the cafe somebody shouted the bus is coming and everybody just left as if they'd been sucked out to the shop um, but then they all came back <laughs> so you know it's, it's been it's been great I mean I've walked through the village two or three times this week and people stop you it's, it's i know it's, it's probably a um, uh, it's a, a falsehood in terms of the of the fame of it, but it's just wonderful for the club. It's just wonderful for the club.
0: We'll um we'll we'll talk to you, Bob, uh, at a bit of length about uh, about everything uh, in in just a little bit. But we'll just get through a couple of things first. Um, Abby, it's the final week of the Thames Valley Counties Women's Football League. What's going on? You said it's chaos.
2: I mean, I, chaos is probably a bit dramatic. To be fair, it's just very interesting. Like I said, I think I tweeted. On the kind of kind of title race and the relegation thing. It's all about Thames Valley counties. Yeah, no, it's just exciting. So kind of, well, Div 1, it's kind of all done and sorted because um, I can't remember who it is that's won it now. I think it might be Whitney Vikings. But yeah, so Talhurst are likely to come. Well, then, in fact, they are going to come third because um, there's no chance of everly catching them, basically. So that's a top three finish for a Berkshire club there. Um, Division 2, Hollyport are kind of They've had a um, an interesting season, I guess. So they're kind of seven out of ninth in that that there's no, but they're the only Berkshire team in that. So yeah. So seven out of ninth is a respectable finish nonetheless, given the season that we've had. All the excitement is happening in the kind of three divisions though. So yeah. we've got teams in South and East. <clears throat> so my own team, S4K, are in the East Division, and that's where it's kind of in the South Division, sorry. That's where all the chaos that I'm talking about is <laughs> happening, basically because it is a three horse race right now between us who currently sit at top of the table, having completed our season two weeks ago. So we're kind of sitting nervously as that happens essentially, because it's likely that Mortimer are going to kind of nab top spot because they've got Newbury Brit- on Sunday but Thatcham kind of could also bump us down to third basically right. from first place if they also win against I think it's Slough they've got so yeah that's why it's exciting because either way it's going to be a Berkshire side that wins but yeah. obviously I want it to be my team so <laughs> I don't know unless some kind of madness happens with Slough and Newbury kind of yeah Mortimer are gonna take the top spot Thatcham probably gonna finish second and we'll come in third
0: excellent stuff um we're we'll sort of not necessarily moving swiftly on from that but i i wanted i want to get to the meat of the stuff with bob because we we've got him for just a limited time and and there's lots to talk about from last week but but rob just before we and and this and bob perhaps you can offer some advice to to your counterparts asker and, and Wokenham and Embrook, you have cup finals of their own this weekend but rob what uh what's going on this weekend?
3: Uh, so, yeah, Ascot are competing in the League Cup final. Um, they're up against Red Hill, and that's uh, taking place in Chobham on Saturday. Um, yeah, they've done pretty well to get there, beat a strong Sanders team on the uh, route to the final, and uh, uh, among others. And, uh, yeah, so they'll be competing on the, at 3 o'clock there. And then on Monday, um, up in Oxford, uh, working and Menembroke are playing um, in the final of the Supplementary Challenge Cup, Um against uh Abingdon United. United. I wanted to make sure I got that one right. right <laughs> round. Yeah, Abingdon United. So that's the competition um that was set up after the leagues were curtailed at the end of this season. And uh this was sort of the secondary uh trophy. Uh so working with an Embrook have done very well to get there as well. So playing another tier six side so they've got a good chance.
0: And that's gonna be their final ever Hellenic league game. Bob Binfield have Played their final Hellenic League game, but you didn't actually get—you didn't know you were playing it at the time. Is that—is that something you wish you'd been able to do as a club?
1: Uh, n- no, not really. I mean, it's, the, the pandemic is created a whole new new rhythm of of, of operating. Really, um, what's done is done. Uh, you know, we're in the Isthmian League now, um, and 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 that train doesn't stop at the station. You know, we've been on two calls with them this week. Looking what how we've got to set up paperwork and all the processes that they do, um, which is it's exciting stuff. It's all alien to us, but we'll we'll get there with it. Um, Disappointing that we couldn't see the league out because wh- whatever. I know that there's some people think the Atlantic is the devil incarnate, um, but to, to be fair, they've always treated us well. Uh, I think we've always treated them well, um, and I've enjoyed the experience as chairman, talking to my fellow chairman and other committee members up and down the league, and I'll never forget trips over to uh, Brimskum and trips down to Tuffley um, and and some of the other local teams that we've played have just been wonderful, so it's a great experience and now it's a whole new new chapter for us.
3: Uh, You're talking about trips you enjoyed there in the uh, Hellenic, are there any ones you're particularly looking forward to uh, now that you've been promoted to the Isthmian uh, South Central, is it?
1: yeah um well i guess the obvious one is Guernsey because ooh that's very exciting because we've got to go on an <laughs> aeroplane to it um you know i i hopefully there's enough local interest for when we uh, when we play Bracknell or i I'm, I'm looking forward to oh. to that both home and away because that uh, that should really stimulate the interest in the area and and there's some you know the interesting thing is i did the um that checked out the um, a mileage and i think the mileage for us this year is exactly half of what it was <laughs> when we were in the hellenic league so in terms of time uh, and everything it's uh and travel it's 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 far more amenable to us
0: just um just just before we we get deep into everything that's gone on uh gone on bob but you you mentioned about the hellenic league and and perhaps you know there are there are people out there that think that it's um as you say, the devil incarnate. I must admit, I'm I'm not one of them. We've we've worked alongside them for, for a few years now. Um, they I, I think if they, if there's an issue there, it's perhaps they don't always get their their reasoning across. Um, whereas if they put it out there, perhaps um, I, I think sometimes that that people would understand. Equally, when you start putting stuff out there, the people expect it every time, and um, they expect answers. That and sometimes it's just not not feasible in a, in a volunteer organisation. And of course, at the moment, um, one of the th- I think one of the big things is the number of clubs appealing um, where where they're being put, and and, and obviously um, the Hellenic was a big a big area. Um, they didn't necessarily choose to to go from Berkshire to to Herefordshire, but but next season we've got this slightly I feel absurd situation of um, of, of Wallingford in Oxfordshire being the east, most easterly in Division One Step Six, going right across to Herefordshire. Um, That seems slightly absurd. Are you kind of glad to be out of that?
1: Yeah, I mean, we had some, you know, we have had some pretty horrific journeys um, to the West, to the West Country uh, or or the West of that, actually. Um, I remember going to Lydney Mm.
0: uh,
1: when it was pouring down with rain and I got my two sons in the car. We got to Swindon. One of my sons said, we're never going to play here, Dad. Look at the rain, and you could you could not see the motorway in front of me. I called ahead; the game's still on. As I went over the Seven Bridge, the game was still on. As I started going up the up the estuary, the game was still on, and I was literally five minutes away from the ground when I got the call to say it's off. You know, I'm not going to miss that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not
1: going to miss that, but I will miss the cake of Brimscombe and Throp because their their hospitality is top draw, I have to say.
0: Is that is that the best cake in the Hellenic, do You think?
1: Oh, by far, by far. I mean, we've <laughs> we've got uh, uh, Mickey Baldry and Alec Lloyd have been known to steal lumps of cake to take it outside to eat to eat on the terrace during the second half.
0: Okay, let's um let, let's talk let's talk specifically about last weekend then because all three of us were there, um, kindly um, organised by by Binfield yourselves. You've you got us in, got us some great access. Um, so the, the FA Vos, what, what has that meant to the club? Sort of, I don't necessarily mean in a, in a financial sense, just in a, you know, have you got, you, you said in the village people recognise you, um, people are recognising people from the club. What, but what has it meant kind of just overall now you've had a week to digest it?
1: Well, it, it's obviously increased the profile of the club, but I think the biggest thing for me is that coming out of the pandemic, with people that have not been able to go to sporting events, the first sporting event that we our fans can attend just happens to be at the National Stadium, which I just think is fantastic. And I think that's really important. I mean, the difference of just having fans back there. I mean, it's uh, it just makes a world of difference. And you saw the reaction by our players to the fans. You know, they're, they're immensely appreciative of it, and um, and I think the fans. Fans were a big Philip to the to the players as well, um, and I say the 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 in in the area. I mean, there's people in the Victoria Arms. There's people in the Binfield Club. I've seen pictures of uh, families gathered around a TV watching Binfield on TV. You know, it's, it's just wonderful, isn't it?
0: That's quite incredible,
1: gone, Rob.
3: Uh, I know you said earlier that you're uh, still a little bit down about it, but have, uh, over the last week, have you had a chance to reflect and sort of? Uh, think about the achievement of the club, you know, making it all the way to the Wembley final. Uh, still, it's not been that long since uh, Binfield's been competing in the FA Vars, uh, you know, for the first time. It's only, it's only been, what, is it 15 years or something like that? Something like uh, that yeah. Yeah, so, so getting all the way to the final is a huge achievement. Obviously, the result didn't go your way, but have you had a chance to reflect at all or is it still too raw for that? <laughs>
1: Um I, I'm I'm really proud of the of the performance. Um funnily enough, I, I was watching the highlights yet again today. <laughs> um I've probably watched them about five or six times now. Um and, and I was I was really proud of the performance. Um, you know, the team that Dodds and Wiz have put together is really really close unit and they act as not just mates, they they stand up for each other, you know, they're there to support each other. they um, they help each other out. They, you know, they're just generally incredibly good individuals that come together as a team. And that's down to Dodds and Wiz and, and the whole management team and the bench who have been instrumental in pulling that together. I think on Sunday, when I got the non-league news, just to see the fact that that was ranked a five-star game meant everything to me. And uh, I, 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 got, um, I got messages from, from friends all over the country that all said what a game of football that was. And that that's that's ever so important. Um, I'd have been far happier if it was fourth one for us, but you know, you gotta you've got to suck it up and recognize that Ryland's not a bad side, actually.
3: You're saying after the game, I think one of the key things was um, it was one of the one of the teams in the run that have been able to compete with Binfield um, from a fitness level. I think a lot of the other teams um, uh, like Binfield have outperformed so far, and I think you know matching there might have been a key factor. But as you say, it was it was such a good game, right right to the end, drama until the ninetieth minute, as it were.
1: I think the fitness levels, Rob, is, is very true because when we came back for the deal game, that was just before we could use changing rooms and, and showers, and we had you know we went to Deal, nice people, but hellish conditions, where you're having to get changed in the rain and the mud in the car park. Uh, then you're able to get back in the coach, soaking wet and filthy. Um, Deal were, were lovely people, but we were fitter than them, th- their people on the pitch. And I think in every game we were fitter until, and, and w- when it came to Saturday, obviously, Warrington were in good condition as well. So it was two very fit football teams who liked to play football. Um, and perhaps you could argue that they, they managed the game a little better than us. Um, but having said that, you know, I'm still gutted by the result, but really pleased on the performance.
3: Go on, Rob. I was just going to say, um, uh, obviously, one of the other key elements of the achievement is that you're the first side to ever make the FA Vars final uh, without playing a single home game in the competition. Um, Do you think... uh, Asked you a similar question after the Portsmouth game, actually, but do you think that had a, an effect on the group of players, or it, do you you were spoken about the togetherness? Is that uh, was that as a result of a lot of these long away trips, or do you think that was already there, and you know, these long away trips just helped it uh, had no effect really?
1: I think it was there, Rob, but it, it developed. I mean, when you're traveling over 1,200 miles. Um, Together, but you know, you're doing it every single week for six weeks, and uh, that has a massive impact. And those, you know, those people in that coach were a proper, you know, proper group of people that pulled together with one goal in mind, and that's to win the next away game.
0: Um, Bob, so just just moving moving forward, then obviously Isthmian League. I think you you said to me. I, I presume I'm allowed to say this. You you said to me last uh, last Saturday that you the, the Isthmian League chairman had come and met you and uh, come yeah. and introduce themselves. And moving into the Isthmian League, it's it's obviously been an upward trajectory for Binfield over the last twenty years or so. Um, Al, Al Mitchell did uh, on on the bus. He did uh, he did remind me that Bingfield is older than twenty years old on the on the coach, <laughs> and he was. Oh, I spent a lot of time chatting to him, and it was, that was great fun. But um, obviously, a bit of an up, But it's it's a whole new division. It's a it's a new thing. Is is that what what goes on behind the scenes at the club? You know, in in terms of just in, just in general terms, what what do you have to do to be ready for Esmee League football? Well,
1: oh, crikey! Um, <laughs> I mean, you, you know, just have... with
0: just a couple of minutes that'll do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, the the, the Ispian League has quite a lot of processes which are very different to the Hellenic um, in terms of player registration, in terms of discipline, in terms of standards. Um, so we are looking at those sorts of things now and realising that we're gonna, we will definitely need to up our game off the pitch. Um, certainly we're going to... Um, one of the things I'm, I want to do In the coming season, is really improve the match day experience, Um, and I want to I want to make sure that fans, both local and also the the visitors from the uh, away team, feel really welcome and and want to come back. So definitely want we definitely got to improve the um, uh, um, how how we work there, and we're going to have to improve our commercial activities, and we've already started doing that. You'll see some announcements in the next one to two weeks. Um, where we'll improve the way that we operate as a commercial group as well. Um, And and to make sponsorship uh, and and people coming in feel welcome and feel that they're getting something back as well. So, which is not, you know, it's quite difficult. But I've always said, step four, football and down, is about how you interact with the community. And right now, we have a good rapport with the community and we need to, to be able to work with each other and liaise with each other to get the best out of it.
2: Does that uh, match day um, experience include shirts then? That's all I <laughs> you want to
1: know. Yeah. yeah no, I'm sure it will. Yeah. We could, we, I, you know, I would like to, um, I'd like to look at having maybe a, uh, every once in a while, a specific beer that we promote, maybe have street food, maybe have different style of merchandise. You know, just look at things that people want when they come to the football match. Um, I'm hoping that we're going to get, uh, uh, you know, we've had, we sold 1,500 tickets, a vast majority of those to our junior members. Um, I'm hoping those junior members are going to be tugging on mum and dad's sleeves on a Saturday afternoon saying, can we go to Hill Farm Lane? And, and watch them again so that they keep coming as well. And when you do that, when you've got a different audience, you have to, you have to accommodate them and, and and operate it in a different way and not just treat them as somebody coming through the gate. That's what we need to try and do. That's not easy. Um, have we got the skills to do it? Perhaps not, but I'm sure we will do. And we will do it by trying to do things the right way and the proper way. Um, and if we fail, we'll fail fast and move on and try and do something else.
3: How many?
0: Um, oh, sorry, God. Rob. No, it's, it's just just while just while I remembered. Sorry, sorry, Rob. Um, but you just mentioned about selling fifteen hundred tickets for Wembley. Um, it's been on my, something I wanted to ask you. Do you th- how many do you think you could have sold? Just uh, you know,
1: I think I think we could have sold. Probably 2,000, perhaps even a little bit more. Now, that would have meant probably more of the local football fraternity Mm. being able to get tickets, which I'd be all for because it's people from this area. And I think, you know, if any club in this area that gets to a Wembley final, if I don't support it, then shame on me, you know. And if I don't support them publicly, then shame on me because I think it's only right to recognise what's going on in this area in terms of the standards of football. And I think if you go back 10, maybe 15 years, the standards have risen consistently. Um, I think the interest has risen as well. And that needs support. You know, every every club needs support. You know, I, I'm intending to go to watch Ascot tomorrow. Um, my wife said to me, but you've been at football for the last eight weeks. Do you sure you want to go again? I said, yeah, I do. She said, but why? I said, because it's Ascot. And it's you know, you want, I think we should, people should be involved. I think people should be interested and not be myopic about this is my club and, and hang everybody else. You know, if you can support other clubs in the area, then I th- I believe that's an appropriate thing to do.
3: I was having a very similar conversation. Well, first of all, I was having a very similar conversation with my wife about wanting to go to football on, uh, on Saturday. And so I'll, I'll I'll be able to see you at the Ascot game, but I was having a very similar conversation with um, Steve Jimman from Maidenhead um, United. He was talking about how uh, it's great to see all the um, Berkshire clubs seem to be progressing in the area. You know, we've, we've, we talked about the restructure and obviously Binfield going up. We've had a couple of others, Wokingham and Embrook and Hollyport going up from step six. Um, you know, Thatcham and Bracknell have had uh, promotions fairly recently. And there are a lot of other sides in the area that are looking pretty good. I think it's a pretty good time at the moment for Berkshire football in general. And as you say, it would be, it, it's good that you can look around and see everyone doing well, rather than just be stuck in your silo and talking about uh, your one club.
1: Yeah, there's some energy about the place and, mm. and you know, embrace it. Absolutely.
3: Absolutely.
0: Um on, Rob, sorry.
3: Oh, so you were talking earlier about uh, off-the-field uh, improvements you need to make for Step 4. Is there anything – well, first of all, is there anything physically that needs to happen to Hill Farm Lane uh, for you to host Step 4 football or um, anything going forward? And then secondly, have you got any idea of uh, – the increase in standards in terms of other fields. How how much of a step up is it going into step four?
1: Um, well, I can't speak for on the pitch because that's not my bag. I um, hmm. dodge and with will, um, will. will will do that and do that as they, as they've done very well. They are very very good at preparing and they're very good at getting everybody ready for for the for the next game. And I have no doubt that they will continue to do that. Hmm. Um, Off the pitch in terms of physical things, in terms of the ground grading, we're all right as it stands. I have no doubts whatsoever that during the course of the season, uh, our friends from the Isthmian League will come along and say they don't like this. Or can you put more signs up about that? Um, And we'll we'll comply with it um, where where we can. Um, You know, we have to we will have turnstiles. In fact, we've already got turnstiles. We bought them uh, three or four years ago. we just haven't installed them yet. So that you know, if that becomes a mandatory thing that you've got to do, you know, in the next month, then we can do that. But uh, as we stand at the moment, particularly with the new changing rooms and the uh, and the two officials' rooms and everything, uh, we've got everything that's um, that meets requirements um, for, for for players changing and things like that. Uh, we can host um uh, for, for food uh after the game and so on and so forth like that so um, we don't have any real problems with that but there will be things on guarantee there'll be things that we we haven't got or we should have guarantee
0: um so just kind of i guess moving on again then so so we, we talked a little bit about kind of kind of right i prefer the term neighbors i don't like the word rivals especially in 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 grassroots slash local football, um, you, you know, you've got some big games coming up. It, it, that that Bracknell game, home and away, is going to be, um, is, is going to be a, a, an exciting one, and we should see some big crowds for that one. Is there anyone else you're looking at uh, aside from perhaps, as you mentioned, Guernsey?
1: Uh, Thatcham, for sure. You know, we, we, we had a good rapport with Thatcham in the past. No reason why that shouldn't uh, continue. Um, we had, I can't remember if it was the FA Cup or FA Vars game. We played West against Westfield a number of years ago. Uh, I think, if I remember rightly, we drew at our place and lost in the replay. Um, you know, so that would be nice to uh, hook up with them. And, of course, um, uh, the, the Whiteleaf, who defeated us in the FA Cup um, this year, um, was was that was a, they they were nice they were good people to go to you know when you go to grounds and you speak to some of the people you just know they're football people don't you yeah. and, and they were nice there were no pretensions to them so that's I'm looking forward to that and of course then we got Marlow up the road as well and um you know when the, when they were in the Hellenic League you know we, we um we had a couple of right old battles against them. And um, it's when um, I know game when Ian Davies scored against us and, uh, you know, was, um, I was still rank as one of the best, if not the best player that we've had at Hill Farm Lane over the years. And, uh, you know, seeing him score against us, I knew he was going to score before he even touched the ball. You know, so it'd be nice to renew those sorts of rivalries again.
0: Um, and I, I think just before just before we finish this grilling of you, Bob, what, uh, I don't think the club have revealed any pre-season friendlies yet. Is there anything you can tell us though about about pre-season um, any games? So we
1: we have, um, and I can't remember the dates, but we do have a home game against Slowtown, and we do have a game against Ascot. And to be frank, I'm not sure whether that's home or away. Um, and we're just fitting in the others now as we speak
0: exciting stuff that's 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 great thank you bob um if you just stay with us just for a little bit while we while we finish off and um, i know abby uh you have a favorite nickname. so abby did our live blog on uh on saturday for the fa vars fire we went out across three websites websites the binfield website our website and the Wokingham website. I don't know if you've been back and had a look at it, Bob, but it was it was absolutely terrific. What she did with that live blog, um, and there were some really brilliant bits in there. Particularly uh, a nickname of a certain striker, which uh, I, I think she's she's very uh, you're very keen on that nickname, aren't you, Abby? And, and do you, I'll let you ask Bob. I'll let you.
2: It just I just I just want to know where it comes from. It just makes no sense. I just, Yeah, I just I like it. It's a bit different, isn't it? It's, it's just Sean the Prawn. It just get. I don't, it just gets me every time as well. It's just yeah. I'm just easily amused. I think it is. I, I, just I think it. I
1: think it's rhyme doesn't it? it just rhymes. <laughs> There's nothing prawn
2: like about him then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah just not just, that
1: sophisticated abby <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if, if you stand around sean long enough he's he's probably one of the most infectious people you could uh, uh you, you could work with and I, I i will say that he's a monster because he just gets people going he really does
2: yeah to be fair i really enjoyed hearing him just shouting um common new moles just in the car park before they're even getting on the bus it was like 8 yeah. 30 in the morning or something ridiculous and he's just there yeah. screaming in the car park at the copper beach yeah loved it
0: yeah um bob but just in in terms of nicknames then i think i think this is going to be a regular thing we're going to do at the end we play nicknames like there were some really really terrible ones but you know any, what are your favorites nicknames yeah
1: or you just take the surnames and put a boy on the end but surely.
0: <laughs> where where does where does dodds come from any, do we know I, I don't i don't think he, i don't think even he knows that okay i think he goes back to when he was a when he was a small boy <laughs>
1: um i think I, I believe it's his mom started calling him that he's just grown into that I and sometimes that. i've heard people say jamie and it doesn't even turn around you know he doesn't not doesn't acknowledge it but I, I think you just put a you know you just put a while of everybody's name it's gracie it's leggy it's <laughs> it's um you know it's shorty it's dead easy isn't it
0: yeah that's well, not it's not <laughs> difficult um do, do do we have any more questions for bob just before we round off
2: i don't think so
0: oh i think we're good then that, that sounds good um the the one thing i did bring up last time, and, and i did i've just pre-war i did pre-warn you before we did this bob um Thing I, I'm always interested in is a players you hated to see on the opposition team sheet, and and we mentioned this when we did this before. I was always like, whenever I saw Yashua Romeo on the Marlow team sheet, I just knew, I just knew we were going to get thumped up and up and down the leagues. Bob. what are there, are there players that you think we're going to be in for a tough
3: one? I think today? you've already mentioned one, haven't no, you, Ian Davis? Davis. Oh, oh yes. Ian Davis. Isn't it? <laughs> Ian Davis. And do
1: you know he, he uh, over at Marlow? He scored. He scored when he scored against us, I was sitting in the stand and the ball bounced over. I think it was Gary Callaway and you could see Ian on his shoulder and I stood up in the stand and shouted no very loudly <laughs> as he stuck it in the back of the net. You know, you just knew he was going to do it and he was, you know, he, I say he was always my, one of my, if not my favourite player at Binfield in my, in my tenure because he could just, he could terrorise anybody. You know, he, he could, it could cause an argument in a phone booth, really, the way he operates. And yet he's the sweetest, nicest nicest bloke off the field. But boy, can he score goals. <laughs> and the other one as well that I, I never used to like um, uh, seeing against us was TJ as well, because he always, he always had a knack of scoring against us as
0: well. Yes, TJ Bohane of ex-Highworth and, and, and Bracknell. And he, um, right? yeah, he, I, I always felt like he, he always knew how to win a foul. He was. You watch him. You watch him, and and he. You knew he was going down, but no. It, like yeah. every everybody did. He knew it. Every but the player next yeah. to him still had no clue.
1: I, I my your diplomacy there, but he, he did. He did. Uh, he did go down. Well, let's
2: put it that
0: <laughs> way. <laughs> um, is there anything else we need to uh, we need to clear up, guys?
2: Um, just that I managed to miss Division 3 East and the development oh. division out of my little roundup there. There's <laughs> a whole two divisions that I write about basically every week, only just because Ascot and Slough are either going to be second and third or third and second, and then gotcha. Raisbury I think, are going to come third in the development. So, yeah, lots of good kind of top three finishes for our Berkshire sides.
0: And um, I, th- I think the, the big thing we did miss from the entire list was obviously um, uh, Bracken will have made a couple of big striking signings this week um Dave Tarpy Rob I might let you speak a little bit about Dave Tarpy just because you you will have seen him play I'm sure what um oh. that's that's a huge signing for for them and and obviously Bob that'll be one you'll be looking at next season yeah. how are we going to deal with that um but Rob what, what's he going to bring to
3: to Bracknell oh well um obviously he sort of uh, came to real prominence in this area um uh, during Maidenhead's promotion season from the um uh, National League South. I think he scored 44 goals in the league um, that season. I mean, he was really phenomenal, including a couple of goals that get shared a lot on uh, (laughs) uh, social media because they were really good. But um, yeah, he has a a lot of pace, but also a lot of control at pace. So he loves to run at teams um, and the ball seems to stick to his toe and he can just go around players and uh, you know, it's a great striker. Um, He's had a little bit of uh, bad luck with injuries uh, over the last few seasons. Obviously he got the move to uh, Barnet after leaving Maidenhead. And that was, he didn't, they didn't see the best of him because of uh, uh, an injury very early on in his career. Uh, but hopefully he can, he's he's back to fitness now. Um, I haven't seen him play much at Wokingham. I, oh, sorry, Woking, I have to say. Uh, but uh uh, yeah, step four level. I think you know if he's anything like he, he was when he was playing at Maidenhead, then he's going to cause defenses a lot of problems. So,
0: Bob, I think just one one last question just before we finish off. Then, just just in yeah. terms of that sort of signing, is that something that affect? How do you look at that as a, as a as a chairman? Do you look at that and go, "Oh wow, okay, right, we need to," or does is that just part and parcel of the game?
1: It's part and parcel of the game. I think um, fair play to them if they can get people of that standard in then um then then then, that, then that's fine
0: cheers guys thank you everyone so much bob for joining us on the berkshire football chat podcast this week um abby thanks very much thank you and rob thanks very much much see you later
1: thank you bye-bye
0: Bye berkshire football stories is sponsored by Barks county football club the Swords are now ground-sharing for the 2020-21 season at Binfield FC. If you're looking for your football fix in the area, check out Barks County's fixture list and head down to Hill Farm Lane this season to see local players striving for promotion. You can see all the latest fixtures, results and much more at www.barkscountyfc.com.